Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And here we go. Let's do it. Steve Kerr is sponsored by Xfinity. The Xfinity 10G network is made for streaming live sports, which means it's the network you can rely on in the biggest moments. The Xfinity 10G network, the best way to stream live sports. And presented by Great Clips and sports, success is about team effort, and the same is true for your hair. Great Clips, it's going to be great. I'm taking the kids over there this week. They are starting to look ratty, so that is going to be great. Happy New Year, Coach. How are you? I'm good. Happy New Year to you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, nice win last night, and I think we, we'd love to start with some fascinating comments from Clay Thompson with regard to a discussion that the two of you had in helping sort of adjust his mindset. What, what can you share about that conversation? Well, I mean, I, 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 don't, uh, I, I don't really feel comfortable sharing you know, details of conversations like those, but I know, I know Clay did himself. He, he, I guess he told the story after the game last night. Um, so, you know, without going into detail, I think it's, you know, these are just conversations that I have with players all year, just based on their own sets of circumstances and, and where they are. And that's a big part of my job is just um, trying to, help these guys have good perspective and, and a good approach. And so that was nice of Clay to, uh, to credit me, you know, with that. Uh, but it, that's, all, that's all part of the job. Did you see Clay apply what you were trying to impart in that conversation? And how did you think that Clay played on the heels of you having that conversation with him? I thought Clay played really well. You know, he got the three fouls in the first half. And uh, he only played nine minutes because of the foul trouble. But uh, second half, he was great. You know, he had a, a tough matchup, um, that, you know, with Paolo Banchero and, and really battled him and played him well uh, that whole second half and hit some big shots. I thought he made the key play of the game on the save underneath out of bounds. I think uh, Trace came over and blocked his shot. The ball was going out of bounds. And Clay saved it, and we got two at the other end. That, that was a momentum uh, changer. So, I thought Clay was fantastic. 
Coach, I'm mindful that uh, at, at least uh, Dibs and I, I, I don't think we've spoken directly to you since right after you guys beat Boston, uh, your, your, your signature win. And then we headed into the holidays, and at that moment, uh, things were really on an uptick, and then you finished off a five-game win streak. But then there, there was the dip that started on, on Christmas Day. So what, what, what's your assessment of, of the overall play since then, since that game against Boston? Well, we uh, obviously we went uh, went to Denver, lost on Christmas Day, in, a, in what was uh, you know a, a really good battle. I mean, we we fought, and I thought we had a a real chance. And and um, you know that that loss was um, not demoralizing at all. It was um, it, you know we came home from that feeling like you know we very easily could have won that game. So you know to start the road trip or the homestand with two losses was definitely a setback and uh, that's you know we really had to respond to that and we did last night but look this is kind of where we are we're 16 and 17 uh we've been been up and down all year our our point differential is you know like plus 0.5 you know we <laughs> so we uh, we this is who we are right now we we're we're you know we're a 500 team we we've, we've got to get better we we've, we've got to you know, win more of these close games, but we know we can make some strides. I normally love parades, Steve, but I don't like parades to the foul line. I'll just leave that there in <laughs> reference to Christmas. I thought your comments were spot on. How do you and the staff go about finding consistency with the team? Not only the rotation and, you know, many fans questioning why this player doesn't play and this guy plays too much, but how do you get overall consistency from the players you do choose to play? Well, it is difficult because we've got 13 guys who all have a case to be in the rotation, and, and the reality is you can only play nine, maybe ten. So every single night there's going to be three or four guys who uh, get left out, and um, and that's not it's not an easy way to play, and it's not an easy way to coach. So um, generally, you 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 want to give every player the opportunity to to really separate uh, himself from the pack and, and get consistent minutes. And uh, we just haven't either haven't had that happen or haven't had that luxury based on the suspensions, the injuries, guys in and out. Uh, and the, the biggest thing is everyone's just got to stay ready and, and when their chance comes, make, make the most of it. And, um, you know, that's what I tell our guys all the time. Steve Kerr with us, Willard and Dibbs, as he is every single week on 95-7. The game and a big win, 121-115 over Orlando last night. And in that game, uh, 19-6 for Jonathan Kaminga. It, it feels like maybe there is some some more consistency than there's been in the past. And obviously he's getting much more of a chance. What, 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 what do you see right now in, in the Kaminga development? I just see consistent minutes, you know, with Draymond being out um, over the 10 games. Uh, I, I think J.K. has started every game since Draymond's suspension began. And that's the opportunity that um, that has kind of um, given him the chance to play through some mistakes and, and um, you know, make some strides. I think there's some key areas where he's gotten better. And that's what he needs, you know. He needs to see... Um, he needs the uh, consistent minutes and the time and the, the leeway to to be able to play through those mistakes, and, and he's doing a really good job of learning from them. Um, you know, I, I think over the last couple of weeks he's taking better care of the ball. He's not fouling as much, and he's moving the ball 
quicker. The ball's not sticking like it did, you know, earlier in the season with him. So I'm really happy with his development. He's, he's doing a really good job. You gave Trace Jackson Davis the start over Kavon Looney. It feels like just watching it from afar that he's growing into his role rapidly. What are you seeing from TJD that has you so excited to put him in the starting lineup more often? Well, he's a pretty talented young guy, you know, but he's he's experienced because of the four years in college. So we, we knew right away, first day of training camp, basically, that this guy had a fundamental base foundation underneath his, his game and that he was going to be playable right away. And, um, you know, he, he's different from our other bigs, different from Draymond, different from Loon, uh, plays a little more above the rim, you know, as a shot blocker, as a lob threat. Uh but he's uh, he's really good positionally. He's strong. He's smart. Um, so Trace is an excellent prospect, and and um, you know I feel good you know putting him out there. And we've we've decided to start him just to change up the look and and search for you know a little more offense out there to start the game. And and he's done a nice job. Uh, Coach, this will be no surprise to you. The uh, the pregame comments uh, about uh, about Draymond Green uh, getting some space from you guys and you guys getting some space from him have led to a lot of commentary and questions uh, with the Warrior fan base and our, and our listeners today. Can, can I start by asking, you know, going into this whole thing, the thought process from the fan base, an assumption, which clearly was not right, was that he, he was going to practice and be around the team. Can, can I ask, why, why is he not? Well, you know, I think the, the thinking um, when he got suspended was this was not – a uh, sprained ankle, right? This is not an an injury. This is, you know, I think without going into specifics, I think it was, you know, it was generally um, understood that he needed to work on some things. Uh, and so I think when you look at it in that lens, um, it's understandable that that work um, would be away from the team. And uh, he's been working out, so he's still training and keeping himself in shape. But, um, you know, this we took this very seriously in terms of his, uh, you know, the, what's happened over the last year, the anger management stuff. Um, again, this is not this is not just let's you know ice your ankle every day until it gets better. This is a different deal, and I and I think you know Draymond has needed the space to be away in order to work on that. You mentioned yesterday in your pregame comments that there hasn't been a ton of back-and-forth conversation with Draymond. Have you gotten a sense as to where he is in his his treatment or in his process, shall we say, as it pertains to when he might be able to come back and start resuming some activity with the team? Well, he's in good spirits. He's, he, we've been texting, and, and uh, he's doing great. Um, the league has to decide when they're going to lift the suspension and I don't know when that will be you know frankly for me I've got enough to to think about and worry about each day preparing game plans getting ready for the next opponent so I'm not even thinking about it until the league lifts the suspension and um, we'll just keep carrying on with our work are they in contact with you on that like do you get any guidance at all about a timeline uh, Mike Dunleavy is is kind of handling that, and and um, you know they're they're going through their process and protocol with Draymond and 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 um, you know with Mike, so they're they're dealing with that. I'm I'm coaching the team, so it's um, nothing to report at this point. Yeah, is there? I, I mean, is there? Uh, I mean, is there a chance this 
this goes way longer than anyone was thinking? Is there a chance that 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 Draymond's not going to be back this year? I mean, I, I don't know that there was ever any um, timeline given. You know, when when you, when someone is suspended indefinitely, that just means uh, they're suspended indefinitely. There was never there was never a you know a time frame given, and um, so we're just you know we're just going along with the with the process. And as I said, I'm you know I'm busy with the team, and and Draymond's working on on you know his his stuff, and and the league will work with with us, and we'll we'll see where it all goes. Has this changed the organizational feelings about Draymond Green in any way? I know there's disappointment and frustration in the the frequency of incidents, but in a more general global sense, has this changed or soured the relationship between the two at all? No, no. I mean, I, you know, we have so much history. Um, Draymond and I, you know, this is ten years for us since we've been together, and as far as the organization. Um, with you know Joe Lake and, and Draymond have been together twelve years now. Um, we, we've been through so much together, ups and downs, and, and we love Draymond, and, and it's a it's a great relationship. Uh, obviously, what's happened over the last year it has been disappointing, and we are really counting on Draymond, um, you know, to 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 make some strides with this stuff, and and we're uh, we're confident that he will be able to, and that he'll be able to come back and and play at a high level. Steve Kerr with us on Willard and Dibs. Coach, I'm mindful of a couple of things that, that you've said to us, even in uh, in recent weeks. I can remember at the start of the year, you, you really like this roster. Um, you've also said even today... Uh, you know, right now this this is who we are. And Mike Dunleavy said that uh, you know by about mid January it would be time to start uh, assessing things. Are, are, do you still feel the same way uh, about the roster? And and what is the potential openness to adjustments in the next five weeks? Yeah, I do still feel the same way, um, and I think we are going to be better. Um, you know, I, I think what's been tricky is just uh between the suspensions uh and then the you know some of the struggles early on for wigs and clay we just um we just haven't you know hit our stride we haven't had that couple of weeks where everybody kind of started you know playing well together uh, and found a rhythm and you know found rotations and and um, so it's been a mixed bag for sure, but I still believe uh, I think that that both Clay and Wiggs have played way better here uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I think um, it's in us to to be a really good team. I believe that, and um, and that's you know my job as coach is to keep us um, keep us moving forward through all the the, you know, the choppy waters and and get to that point where we can hit our stride and and play our best. How do you help Wiggs continue to get over those struggles? Maybe get back in the starting lineup and get back to the the place where he was, Steve, about a year and a half ago where he was a 34-35 minute a night guy and a real impactful player as opposed to kind of been relegated to being a seventh man. Well, I think you've seen strides here the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, he's really playing well. He's, he's shooting the ball much better. Uh, he's more aggressive. He looks more athletic, more bouncy to me. So I think he's on the right track, and I think his minutes are going to go up. Coach, uh, we, we probably should have jumped this at the beginning. Would love an update on uh, Gary Payton the second. Well, we won't have a, a, an update until tomorrow. I know he... Um, 
He has been getting imaging today. I haven't heard anything yet, so we'll we'll have an update tomorrow. But um, it's you know it's not it's not looking like something that's going to be a matter of days. I mean, it's 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 going to be longer than that. And unfortunately for Gary, I mean, two games, you know, he gets back from that long layoff for the calf, and two games later, he gets injured again. So I feel terrible for Gary. Coach, it's interesting to hear you talk about sort of the the disruptions you've experienced and how that's affected your play. So, what what do you think about this? Do do you guys feel like you know kind of what your identity is right now? Well, you, if you look at the numbers, um, you know we're over the last ten games we're third in the league in offense, so we're trending in a really good direction in that regard. Unfortunately, we're 25th in defense, you know. Um, before that, we were sort of middle of the pack in both areas. Um, and when you add all that together, you, you've got our record, right? So, I mean, you know, the, the, the Bill Parcells line, you are what your record says you are. So we're, we're seeing all this, and we're examining everything. We're Obviously, we watch the tape every day, but we're looking at the numbers, and and what we're really searching for is, you know, two-way lineups, the best two-way lineups we can find. And uh, and that's not an easy thing. I mean, that, you know, the, the, the best teams in the league are top five in offense and defense, or at least top ten. And that's what uh, we were for uh, almost a decade, you know, here. So that's the challenge right now is, is finding uh, lineups that can be, be really good at both ends, and, and uh, we haven't been able to find that yet. What do you do defensively now without GP2 and Draymond still suspended? Is Moses Moody a player that now gets an increased rule as a guy who potentially can help you as a two-way player? He's always he's always a possibility, and and you know right now he's out of the mix because of the way that we've decided to go with the rotations and and certain combinations we're looking at. Um, you know that's the biggest thing for us is is we see patterns on you know on tape and analytically like certain combinations we want to try to get to and certain combinations we want to avoid and. Uh, so when you try certain lineups, it leaves certain people out, and then you know maybe you try something different. So, you know, I, I, we understand we've we've been searching, and that's what you have to do um, when you're 500. You, you've got to search. You've got to find something that that clicks. And so, unfortunately for Moses, right now we're looking at some other combinations. But I know him well. He's an unbelievable young guy. Um, he's got great character, great work ethic, and he'll find his way back into the rotation soon. Coach, I, 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 you answer this a lot this year about the rotation and minutes, and, and you've talked about math. And I, I Look, guys want to play. That's obvious. Jonathan Kaminga has, has said some things after games, sort of suggesting it's, it's out of his hands. I wonder, with this particular group, how are you handling that? How do you talk to young players about minutes? Uh, I, I'm just really honest with them. That's the only way it works. You know, you just you just lay it out there. And uh, same thing that I'm saying to you guys, I say to our guys. You know, um, Moses right now is out of the rotation, so I I tell them that. I tell you know I tell them, hey, we're going to look at these combinations instead, and you know, stay ready, and uh, your chance is going to come back around. And, and uh, I have I have these conversations with my players every single day. That's the job, and. Uh, they, they're, we have great guys. That's the main thing. And, and uh, yes, they're frustrated when they don't play. They should be. Um, I, I don't, I don't 
um, have any problem with guys being frustrated as long as they keep working and as long as they keep supporting the team, and, and that's what our guys do. Steve, I can't help but think to myself to ask you how you're doing because this is the last year of your contract, and I know you're very much a stay-in-the-moment guy, but do you think a lot about your status and, and what your plans are and you know whether or not you want to keep grinding away at all of the on-court stuff and the off-court drama as well? I love what I do, guys. I mean, you know, every year is different, and you don't get to win the championship every season, obviously. Uh, but every season is different, and and uh, this year has been uh, challenging for sure. But but I love it. I love going to work every day. I love um, you know the the camaraderie that exists in that building. Love seeing my fellow coaches. Love seeing all the players. So um, yeah, I want to keep doing this. It's um, you know, if you if you are if you're lucky enough to wake up and be excited about what you're doing every day, you should probably keep doing it. So that's that's my plan, Coach. You you've maintained every time that subject comes up that that you know you you want to be here and you have zero worries. Um, but maybe you can understand this. I think, and 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 I'll speak just for me, but I think a lot of fans are starting to get a Bob Myers feel about the contract situation in terms of like why. Why it's why it's still out there? Yeah, I mean, it, it's this is just normal business. This is how these things go. Every you know, everyone wants to have uh, a feel for 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 where things are and and you know where the team is and where all all the questions that exist um, you know have to be assessed from both sides. And then obviously the money is you know in the years and all that stuff. It's it's all it's all just normal business stuff. So I, as I said, I'm not alarmed at all. It's this is more about just um, you know finding finding common ground and and uh, getting it done. And then I'm confident that'll happen. Steve, I know Joe Lake a little bit. You want me to make a call on your behalf? <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I I talked to Joe today. We had a great conversation, and uh, you know we're we're lucky here. We we, we when you think about uh, what this organization has done over the last two, you know, whatever, 15 years since Joe bought the team. It's incredible. It's amazing. And uh, the resources he provides for this team and for our organization, um, the quality of people he's brought in, uh, pretty incredible. So this, this, this is a great place to work, great place to live. And, and uh, we're, we're everybody with the Warriors. We, we all know how lucky we are. Uh, Coach, is there kind of a mental thing about getting back above 500? Um, you know, I know that the, the, all the games matter, but but another opportunity over these next few days to kind of get back above 500. How, how much does that matter to the guys right now? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we briefly got got to that point the other day, um, and uh, and then flip back below. It'd be nice to to get back above 500, but regardless, it's, you know, it's really about the consistency of our play and, and hitting, hitting our markers, you know, the, the, uh, the areas that where we've got to improve transition defense has not been great uh, this year. Um, that's something we've been harping on defending without fouling. You guys hear that all the time. Um, the one thing we have doing, been doing a great job is taking care of the ball. Um, you know, over the last 10, we're, we're averaging 13 turnovers a game, which is, you know, top 10 in the league. So we're making some strides, but we got to put it all together. And that, because almost every game that we play goes down to the wire. You know, we're, we're, I think we're, we've played more close games than any team in the league. So we got to win more games in the margins with the detailed stuff, and that's what we're harping on. 
All right. Well, Coach, uh, congrats on the win last night, and uh, go get them against Denver tomorrow night. And uh, thanks as always. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. All right. There it is. Steve Kerr uh, right here on Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay? Yeah. What stood out? It stood out that uh, I'm glad that he was so forthright in his answers about Draymond, and uh, we can put to bed the idea of them trading Draymond. And, I mean, you and I had a good back and forth in terms of... Can we? We can. what What did you hear that makes you think that? Just, I was asking him about any... You know, resultant acrimony between the organization and Draymond over the the constant dealing with this situation, and I got the sense that you know he's really empathetic toward Draymond, and they're really as an organization completely dedicated to being as patient as they can be with Draymond doing what he needs to do to get better. But saying that there's no acrimony does not prevent a trade. True, um, I mean, true. they spent all last year saying, we love Jordan Poole. Different story. Uh, Different yeah, of story. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm just saying that I didn't hear any words there that told me that that's off the table. I'll also tell you what stood out with Draymond to me was... You know, when we start talking about timeline, and we could have brought this up as a follow-up because he said, I don't think any timeline has ever been given. Well, Shams did. Well. Sort of. Yeah. He said at least three weeks. Sure. Which means, I guess, it could be anywhere between three weeks and the rest of our lives. And where would he have gotten that? Probably from the Draymond player agent side, I would imagine. Maybe, but those guys are pretty dialed in with the league, too. True. Um, And so... We are already at the at least three weeks yep. point. You said 22. We're it's at 22 been 22 days, days since the incident, right. so it's probably three weeks since the suspension. And I get that Steve's not going to say publicly, like you're not going to overpromise and underdeliver. He's not going to be like, I think it'll be no 10 days. Like he's not going to do that. But it was fascinating to me where he's like, look, they're, it's kind of like we got no idea. Right. I don't know. Like he could have debunked the idea that Draymond will not be back this year. And he did not. I gave him that opportunity yeah. to say, no, 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 he'll play this year. He did not say that. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Uh, and I, I think that he doesn't know, not because Draymond's on the block. That's What I heard him say was he doesn't know because they haven't even gotten to that point in the conversation. And we asked him again about the the communication, and he said, yeah, that they've been texting and they've had some communication, but I got the sense that there hasn't been any sense of Draymond saying, give me one more week, coach, and I'm back. Or the team saying, hey, Draymond, how about January 12th for that road trip at Chicago? Are you in? Well, it's I'm o- in. it's over his head is the impression that I got. Steve repeatedly yeah, it, is it like, is, look, but- I've got a team to coach. It, right. You know, I it's think done, it's done leaving. Well, yeah. and it's not, it's the league. I mean, he he's sitting here going, You guys can ask me when, I have no idea. And, and, and why would they spin a lot of their energy toward uh, figuring that whole thing? They got games. Yep. Good point. He's got, you know what I mean? So I do think, though, that when, when Draymond is ready and the team is ready, they go to the league and they say, Hey, let's set up the meet. So you guys can talk to Draymond, and he can he can convince you how much work he's put in, and the fact that he's now ready to be different. And at that point, hmm. he gets cleared. I don't think that the league is thinking we're going to hold this guy out for thirty, forty games. No, but I, I like when you said, "Hey, you can toss out the idea of Draymond getting traded." 
I, I tend to agree, but maybe for a different reason. Um, I don't know if he's going to play in the next five weeks. Yeah, it's fair. I don't even know if he's going to play. I mean, that, that's but a long who, time. Who's, who's going to acquire this guy? Um, and the trade Trey, deadline comes, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, All-Star break comes after the deadline. Yeah. So if he sits until after the, the All-Star break, February 14th is the last game in the first half, that's after the deadline. Remember, the league is exhausted. Bob Myers, exhausted. Steve Kerr, exhausted. If you're exhausted because of the behavior of someone else, and you finally get to the point where you're like, we're taking action. You are not coming in with feathers. You're going to come in with a bar. Like, the league is really trying to send a message here to Draymond Green. So what I took from this is, I don't know, put your feet up. This might be a while longer. I, I, I think yeah. we all, we, we went into Christmas like, okay, we'll come back. And then there'll be a little bit of this, that, or the other, and then he'll be back. And by the way, maybe that's still true. Like, this could happen in the middle of the night. Like, we could wake up one day to, like, Draymond's reinstated. That could totally happen. I doubt it. I think there'll be some sort of a ramp up. And uh, and he's going to have to practice with the team and all that stuff. So even when reinstated, how quickly does he play games? I don't know. But that conversation, I sort of take from that now where it's like, I, I <laughs> I got zero. If somebody walking down the street tonight is like, when do you think he'll be back? This morning, I'd have said, two more weeks. Another week or two. Okay. Ask me now. Hey, Mark, when do you think Draymond's going to be back? I have no idea. Do you think he plays before uh, the end of a 20-game suspension, which would be three weeks from today? No clue. I don't even know how to handicap that. All-Star break, February 14th. Does he not play until after the break? I mean, I think he probably plays before that. Okay. I say that with zero confidence. If the suspension turns out to be a 20-game suspension, that would mean he's 10 down, 10 to go, mm-hmm. and the next 10 games take place over the next three weeks. So at uh, Atlanta home, three weeks from today would be game 20. That's three more weeks. You think he sits three more weeks? Does that feel about right, or does it, based on that conversation, does it feel like it might be longer than three more weeks? Kind of longer, huh? Shrug. Totally, right? (laughs) I mean, it's a hard one to handicap. I mean, the dude is just gone. He's gone. I mean, he's gone. Yeah. I text, you know, like, I think think Steve used... LeBron can get to him. Steve used today to maybe adjust the vibe a little bit. Like, I think he gets that last night, and, and, and again, he, hear it again. This is before the game last night. We're into January now. I was just wondering, on the Draymond front, is he back in the facility at all, or is there just any yeah, update? I, he, he's not been in the facility, at least with us. You know, he may, he may have been coming in on his own. But are, are you in contact with him at all? A little bit, yeah. We text, um, but, you know, he's we've been giving him his space. He's been giving us ours. I know what he's trying to deal with isn't necessarily on the court, but do you know as far as the type of shape he's in? You know, is it going to be even once he comes back, it's going to take a while? Or, or, or Yeah, not sure. Okay. Not sure, yeah. Okay. So that sounded a little terse. It sounded a little short. And it sounded very mysterious. Like it yeah. made everybody speculate. Well, that's a tough spot for Steve because it's no pregame. Doubt. No doubt. 
No Not doubt. that it was unexpected, but he's his mind is on the game. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about Draymond. I felt that with us, too. Like, every answer ended with, I got a team to coach. Is Yeah, we get it. He doesn't want to talk about it. There's not a whole lot that he can say. But right. I do think, and he was answering your question about their relationship, I think he tweaked the vibe a little bit to where he's like, no, no, no. Like, we love Draymond. Yeah. We've been through this a thousand times. It's not that. Uh, here's a stretch of both of us going back and forth with Steve with regard to all things Draymond Green. You mentioned yesterday in your pregame comments that there hasn't been a ton of back and forth conversation with Draymond. Have you gotten a sense as to where he is in his his treatment or in his process, shall we say, as it pertains to when he might be able to come back and start resuming some activity with the team? Well, he's in good spirits. He, he, we've been texting, and, and uh, he's doing great. Um, the league has to decide when they're going to lift the suspension, and I don't know when that will be. You know, frankly, for me, I, I've got enough to, to think about and worry about each day, preparing game plans, getting ready for the next opponent. So I'm not even thinking about it until the league lifts the suspension, and um, we'll just keep carrying on with our work are they in contact with you on that like do you get any guidance at all about a timeline uh mike dunleavy is is kind of handling that and and um you know they're they're going through their process and protocol with draymond and 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 um you know with mike so they're they're dealing with that i'm i'm coaching the team so it's um nothing to report at this point yeah is there i i mean is there uh i mean is there a chance this this goes way longer than anyone was thinking. Is there a chance that 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 Draymond's not going to be back this year? I mean, I, I don't know that there was ever any um, timeline given. You know, when when you when someone is suspended indefinitely, that just means uh, they're suspended indefinitely. There was never there was never a you know a time frame given, and um, so we're just you know we're just going along with the with the process and. As I said, I'm you know I'm busy with the team and and Draymond's working on on you know his his stuff and and the league will work with with us and we'll we'll see where it all goes. Like last night, I think it led to a lot of speculation of boy, it sounds like it sounds like there's something there between the two sides, right? right? Like they're neither the one Warriors, of them wants to talk right, to the other like one. He's not here, and and we need space, and he needs space. Today, I felt like it was a little different, you know, when he said to you, oh, he's in good spirits. Yeah. So a little bit of a lighter feel. But what Steve essentially said through all those answers was, look, guys, this ain't my job. Draymond left. Right. He is suspended. That's the league's issue. They talked to Mike Dunleavy about it. We've got basketball games. I coach the games. I keep in touch with Draymond. But anything else going on with him, it kind of made me feel like he's like, it's over my head. Right. And it should be over his head, and it shouldn't really be in his purview in terms of what he has to do. He's got a team that's 16 and 17, and they struggle defensively, and they just lost their second best defender, and their best defender has been suspended indefinitely. So Steve's got to figure out how to right this ship and he's got 49 games left in the regular season. So when Draymond's cleared and Rick Celebrini gives him the thumbs up as him being fit and ready to go, 
then he'll be more open to answering questions about Draymond Green because he'll be able to coach him again. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's all it, it, it's all interesting for sure. But I, I I just come out of this with no idea what the league is uh, is thinking, and I don't know how many people know because Steve would be one of them, and right. and, and maybe he does. I'm sure he knows more than he's telling us. Of course, but I also think that he doesn't know because he hasn't seen Draymond play, and I don't know if he's gotten a sense for from Draymond as far as yeah, coach, I'm I'm better, I'm ready, let's get me back, or you know, coach, I, I'm going to need some more time. I'm still working through it. I mean, maybe maybe Draymond hasn't figured out yet if he's ready to come back. I mean, a good. I'm glad that he said he's in good spirits, right? Because, like, you came out of last night going, oh, God, is everybody mad at each other? Right? Are they, like, separate corners, not on the same page? I didn't feel that today. So right. that was that was good clarity. I thought that was good clarity today. And you would hope Draymond's in good spirits. And part of going through what he needs to go through, and I, I said treatment. I don't know if it's treatment or if it's a process or counseling. or We don't even really know what he's going through, but... Right. If it's been three weeks and he is in good spirits, you got to hope that what he, whatever he's doing to better himself is actually working because Draymond wants to play. He wants to compete. We know he's a very competitive individual. And when you have something that you love taken away from you, it's hard to be in good spirits about it. No doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. Let's take some Warrior phone calls. Um, and anything related to Draymond or our Steve Kerr conversation. And if you're just joining us, Odyssey app and YouTube, both options if you'd like to hear Steve Kerr in full. Let's go to Keenan in San Diego. Hi, Keenan. What you doing? Hey, Happy New Year, fellas. To you as well. Man, uh, thank you. That call just took me back a little bit. I, I just... Uh... If I'm the coach of a multi-billion dollar team, I know a little bit more than that. And Kerr was a GM, right, for Phoenix. I just feel like... Like, we just delusional at this point. I mean, Loom don't look at the basket. Wiggins is lost. Steph is working quadruple hard to get a shot off. I think we got two options. Either Steph is going to have to turn into LeGM, like LeBron, and make some moves, or we just going to be a play-in team. And God forbid we play the Thunder or the Timberwolves first round. I mean, because it's a wrap. Like, really, Draymond has handicapped his organization, and nobody – has held him accountable, and we have oversold and underdelivered, and it is like pissed me off to the teeth. Well, and that's and that's fair, Keenan. But at the same time, when you say got to make some moves, I I still oh Keenan's gone. Uh, I was going to ask, like again, I that snap reaction. I understand the concept and the emotion. I don't see the execution. Make some moves, and and, and then what happens? And then what happens? Do any of you actually see a move that puts the Warriors in some sort of contention this year? I well, don't. I mean, I, I don't. Steve thinks that they are in contention, you know, and he's of he pointing does. to metrics and how many close games they've played. And he's right. If you look early in the year and some of those games that they kicked away, games that they maybe shouldn't have lost, they could be two or three Whoa. games further up in the standings, and we might feel different about yeah. them if they were. You know, instead of 16 and 17, if they are 19 and 14, all of a sudden now you're a six seed. Yeah, but he's in it. Of course. He's, he's in the every minute, every day, but every he, game. But he, he watches it a lot more and a lot For more sure. closely than we and, do. And, and he's going to side 
toward things could be better as opposed to the fans, which is things are really worse. Right, but he can he can dial into this is who we are now, and that doesn't mean that's who we're going to be. But also, by the same token, never forget last year when all year it was we're a contender, we're a contender, we're a contender, and then the Lakers beat them, and they're like, this wasn't a championship team. Yeah. So they may also know that. Um, but this year, I'll give the Warriors this. God knows where this is going. I mean, like Draymond Green's not playing. Andrew Wiggins is on the bench. You know, Clay Thompson is having retrospective conversations. Chris Paul's a beloved Warriors. <laughs> Who knows where this is going to go? Exactly. It could look very different in a month. It really could. I don't mean like, oh, now they're playing like the one seed. But it, it legitimately could look very different in a month. Yes, and you could make a trade that's not a blockbuster. You could make a trade that is significant without involving Jonathan Kaminga. And I think ideally, if you were able to package Wiggins and Moody, who doesn't really play, and for whatever reason, Steve Kerr and I asked him about Moody, and you know he applauded the young man for his professionalism, and you know he talked about combinations that don't seem to suit Moses Moody. Moody's a guy who I think could be playing and would be playing for a lot of different teams, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's not beloved here by this coaching staff, and if that's the case, what if you could trade Wiggins and Moody? Forget Draymond and Clay and Steph. You keep all them, but you get something for Wiggins and Moody, and you know make something happen at the deadline. It's probably on the table. Although, if you want to trade a guy, benching him does not uh, heighten his value. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. We'll get to more of your calls. Uh, plus, uh, the Pro Bowl announcement is out. How many 49ers and which ones? We will tell you about that coming up next on Withered and Dibs. Not five, not six, not seven. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Dub Nation, it's GP2 here. Willard and Dibs is live on YouTube and Twitch right now. Time for you to like and subscribe. 21? 21 of them? 21. 21 49ers got recognized for the Pro Bowl? 21, 21. <laughs> 21, 21. 
Now that's savage, is what that is. Twelve of them are alternates. Now the oh, thank you, Grandy. The plaque for the alternates is down. No, I'm not going to finish that line. But anyway, I was an alternate as an all-star, <laughs> and uh, sometimes you get the call. Third alternate is a 13-year-old all-star. I think I did that once too. I think I got in as an alternate one time. Yeah, one time. I made it as a 12-year-old, and then as a 13-year-old, I was an alternate. How do you remember this stuff? Because it, I mean, yeah, it was, 147 years old. How do you remember what happened when you were 12? We played Novato American, and uh, Mike Deeserville had trouble getting out of the first inning. They put up a six spot, single elimination. We got beat 21 to two. I, I, I popped out with the bases loaded. I remember two little league games. One where I hit my only home run. Shout out Dwayne Kuyper. Okay, uh, of my career. And then the other one... When, when Ben Igo put no, you into retirement? Uh, now I guess I remember three. <laughs> I remember when Ben Igo just squared up my buddy Trent with a fastball between the shoulder blades. And I was terrified of the ball for another three years after that. No, the other game I remember is when... Uh, who's your favorite closer of all time? Give me your favorite closer. Oh, it's uh, Goose Gossage. Okay. Um, he's kind of a crazy person now, but anyway, still. Is he? Yeah, he's kind of wild. But anyway... Um, yeah, well, I went full on Goose Gossage. Um, best team in the league. They never, they, they lost one game all year, and it was this one. We had them, and it was four to one going into the ninth inning. And my buddy went out there pitching, and it, it, he hit the wall. And one run is in, and two runs are in, and the bases are loaded with nobody out. And his dad is the manager, and he goes, You're gassed. And so. Mark, get in there. And he he did a great job because he handed me the ball, and he goes, no expectations. I'm giving you a complete bleep burger right now. Wow. There's nothing you can do with this, so go have fun. Ball one, ball two, ball three. Three and oh, oh is the count. God. Bases are loaded, nobody out, and we're only up by a run. Nine straight strikes. Nine straight? Nine straight strikes. Punchies? They carried me off the field. No chance. And that was the end of my sporting life. <laughs> it was all down and that is there. The sporting life. <laughs> that Marco Banyas? Yeah. Oh, Banyas. Anyway, here are the uh the nine pro bowlers for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh let's see. Defensive linemen. Nick Bosa. Sit him on Sunday. And Javon Hargrave. Sit him. Javon Hargrave. Fullback. Kyle Juice. Tight end, George Kittle. Sit him. Running back, Christian McCaffrey. Already sitting. Quarterback, Brock Purdy. Oh, eat it. Anyway. He's the AMVP. The almost MVP. Cornerback, Charvarius Ward. Mooney. Linebacker, Fred Horner. He'll get some DPOY votes. And left tackle, Trent Williams. Oh, he's sitting. In addition, as alternates, Brandon Ayuk, Eric Armstead, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Oren Burks, Dre Greenlaw, Diamador Lenore, Colton McKivitz, Tabor Pepper, Debo Samuel, Mitch Wisnowski, and midseason acquisition Chase Young, also known as the entire See, roster. I, I mean, what are we doing, Mark? What, what are we doing? Telling you the Niners are pretty good. Yes. And, uh, you know, shout out Tabor Pepper, the long snapper. Boy, it was some great snaps this year. 
Tabor's really been most of his snaps have been long. They've been great. <laughs> Oren Burks, I got ridiculed at the 49ers summit because we talked about Oh, I remember that. Oh, who's your breakout player this year? Yeah. I said Oren Burks. I thought it was a genius take. No, you guys all looked at me like I was crazy. No, I was surprised. Ah, yeah. I didn't I didn't torch you. He's a, I was you, just like, thanks. oh look. Now he's a pro I, bowler. I thought alternate. it was I thought it was a little bit of a let me show you who I've heard of. You know what I mean? Like it you, was uh, you wanted bold. To up, like, it was ballsy. Everyone else, was, oh, I'm Fred Warner. He's my breakout player. No, who's going to see him coming? Thanks, guys. I think I said Jair Brown. I think I said Jair Brown. I'm not sure if you said Jair Brown. I think I said Jair tape. Brown. I did. And look at him now. Maybe Hufanga's torn ACL was my fault. Jeez. Oof. And is Jair Brown going to be healthy enough to go this Sunday? Uh, I know that he's getting better. Yeah, I don't know if they want him to be. But uh, but anyway, uh, oh, you know who's on the line? Look at this. Drew Down It's absolutely one of our best listeners out there. What's up, Drew? What are you doing? Hey, what's going on, Willie? What's up, Diz? Uh, I'm just looking at this chat. You would have swore at the Warriors lost last night, but uh, <laughs> last time I checked, they actually won the game. So I would have hate to imagine what the conversation would have been had they lost yesterday. Um, but I just want to kind of temper some – I don't know what, what fans are, are thinking, like that, that we were supposed to be a championship favorite. I think Kurt said it best about about five six years ago. Where he said this this isn't real basketball. Like you don't go to the finals every single year. You don't you don't you're not the top seed every single year. It's just it's delusion. I mean, I think the expectations were always to be hey, find a way to get into the playoffs. We got Curry, and let's get a puncher's chance to you know to win a round, maybe two, and see what happens. Injuries happen. You never know what could happen. Is, is it is it uh are we your favorites? Are we are we likely going to be there? Probably not, but. What's the point of being a fan if you don't got any 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 faith and just enjoy the journey? So I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand uh, the delusion of, of the fan base. And there's this magic magic trade out there that some team is going to give us their all star player for players that we feel are underperforming and not playing well. Drew, that's, that's not going to happen. L- yes, listen, sir. my 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 experience. I love what you're saying, but real quick, duck, duck, because. There are a bunch of people, especially all of your friends on YouTube, who are about to throw something at you. Because that, for whatever reason, and I don't get it, Drew, I love what you just said. Why can't fans, like, let's do this. Let's do the 2023-2024 season. Let's find out. Let's see what happens. Let's allow things to unfold. Let's be surprised. I don't understand sometimes why we need, and I think part of it is sports media. We need this final take. I need here. I've got Sharpie, and here you need to trade Draymond Green. Okay, for what? For what? For, for a guy who can actually play basketball. Yeah, but you know what? What are you gonna get? You know what? Drew's right. Let's just. Let's just play and Drew darn is it. Right. Let's hope to be the 10 seed and then That's we'll see you said. at the play in. Let's just go ahead and punt the year and be 41 and 41. Drew, <sighs> Drew, what? Drew, do you have anything to say? Come on, say, Drew. You're better than that. Say, say something. All I can say is that I've been here for the Bobby Serres. I've been here for the Eric Dampiers, the Brian Cardinals, you know, for, for, for these, these bad teams. I remember in 2008 how we were so juiced to get in the playoffs. I mean, it's like, am I saying, do I want to be a 10 seed? Of course not. I'd love for us to be a. Two, three, four, C, but that I might not be realistic. 
We got some young players who are playing well. I love Kaminga, Paz, TJD. Curry's a killer. I mean, if, he, if Curry and Clay and if these guys don't play well, then we probably won't make it anywhere. But to me, it's I don't get the negative and the hate watching of a team that you supposedly root for and supposedly you love. I love this team. I've been a fan since the nineties. I've been there for the bad times, the good times, and I'll be there when it's not great. But let's see where this thing goes before we all, you know, be all, before we just quit on the team and say, "Oh, we can't do it." Well, we're not going to beat this team, so we might as well not even play. That, that's that's a loser talk, and I, I don't know. Maybe that's how you fan, but that's how not how I fan. So yeah. I'm here for the ride. I hope the best happens, and, and I appreciate the call. And uh, you guys have a great night. And Dibs, I wish you a happy New Year in a couple weeks, brother. Thanks. Drew, you watch your mouth. <laughs> You, Drew, you that's, know better. That's such insider knowledge. I love that. You Drew. got four days, people. You got four days to wish people a happy new year. You get to January 8th, and if you say happy new year to me, I Hang might on. have to knock Hang the on. taste out your mouth. Hang on. I'm putting it in my calendar for January 9th. January 7th oh, is January 9th. all. You, you get January a week. January 9th is next Tuesday. And people always say, oh, but if I don't see you, then the first time I see you, I get to say happy new year. Right. So if I don't see you until April 19th, Wish and you say happy new year, happy new year. Then, then you're a clown. And you've already done it, Willard, so don't even try to troll me with that. Right. I'm not biting it. Wish, I'm not buying it. Wish dibs. Oh, it came out as dib. You're, you're plural. Wish Dibs Happy New Dibs. Year. January 9th. Danny Dibley. I'm going to do it for 3 p.m. I'm going to set the calendar notification. Uh, alert at time of events. <laughs> and add. Okay. Larry David said today was the last day. Yeah, I think Larry's a little aggressive. Okay. I give you a week. I think you're a little aggressive. I think when you get to... So if I don't see somebody, like the lovely Christy, I may yeah. not see her until February 19th. Keep this up. You'll never see her again. I'm showing up to the Super Bowl half in the bag to ridicule your kids and anyone else's kids. I'm actually bringing my kid this year because you owe me babysitting. Oh, it's a drop-off. That's not happening. It's no, a drop-off. No, no. I'm not giving you the address. We're going to go to an undisclosed location. <laughs> um Hey, great interaction, everybody. I'm sure we're going to be all over this. Um, oh, gosh, Christy's on the chat. She just said Happy New Year. And she said, yes, bring no, the baby. Christy, no, no, the baby's not invited. Anyway, uh, you want to do it again? Baby on board. Yeah, you want to do it again tomorrow? Hi, I do. This was fun. Uh, it was. All right, let's do it again uh, tomorrow. Here, here's uh, what's coming up on the game, which, by the way, is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. It is Warriors Roundtable. A full hour of Warriors talk with Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. How cool is that? And it is coming up next. Thanks, everybody. All the interaction, the calls, and just your ears. Appreciate it so much. For Dibs, for Grandy, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Shoot your shot. It's all you got. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.